Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, where I release two new episodes every single week. Mondays, you can expect to hear from me overcoming a personal obstacle or challenge or an aha moment. And on Wednesdays, I love interviewing others who have overcome obstacles, leveraged adversity, and share their stories with you to inspire and motivate you to keep going and know that no matter what, it's all about your mind over matter. The fact that you ended up on my podcast means you are on your own self-development journey. I want to offer you, if you are ready to level up and take it a step further and deep dive to figure out how to get yourself unstuck or overcome your own obstacles, or you just need some guidance and new perspective, I offer one-on-one coaching. Please visit my website directly at heatherhakes.com, fill out the form, and let's hop on a call. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 201. There are so many golden nuggets in this one. I've been anxiously awaiting to post this for several weeks. So please do yourself a favor, listen all the way to the end, and then on repeat. Welcome to today's episode. I brought on Sherry Custer. Sherry, welcome. Welcome. I'm glad to be here, Heather. I'm excited about this. Give the listeners a background. Where do you live and what do you do? So I'm in uh, basically Denver, Colorado, and I have, um, I actually have two businesses. So I've been in business consultant for years and years and years and um, really working with anything from the small businesses all the way up to the multi-million dollar bigger businesses and even consulting in some pretty big significant companies. Um, And then another project that I started actually launched uh, two years ago in my head. And uh, that's actually the Brilliantista Project. And that's something that is all about women. And so that's just, I'm a supportive person and I love sharing the things that I know and uh, with everybody. So that's what I do. What is the message behind Brilliantista? So Brilliantista in the, in the big, so the, basically the tag is to elevate your brilliance, your lifestyle and your business. And really the message behind what we do there really, I always say there's like an underlying current to everything I do. And it's all about bringing women together. Um, And it's not so much in the sense of just let's all be friends, but it's more about understanding and also understanding the wealth of content and information and value that we all have. And when we do come together, we can pretty much do just about anything. So that's one of my biggest underlying messages that exist in everything we do. So I, I step up first and I share everything I know and offer the opportunity for other women to do the same. And that is so powerful because community is everything. And I believe so many people are seeking community. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're creating that. Yes, absolutely. So what I would would love to dive into is something that we discussed in this whole creating consciousness on a deeper level, which, you know, it's meditation and, and going within because so many people spend time seeking answers outside of them, Google and YouTube and asking everybody else's opinions and judgments. So how do we dial that back and go inward? Ah, okay. So first off, I love all the analogies. I have one of my own and 
I, I, I say this only because I heard it from an external, from somebody else. And she was walking around and she goes, are you my mom? Are you my mom? Are you my mom? And when she said that, it was to a whole bigger story. But what I realized is we're all these little birdies and we're all seeking this, this kind of inner knowing or this outer knowing of the answers that we're looking for. So, you know, our parents pretty much were supposed to teach us what we needed to know. Um, some of us had that opportunity, some of us didn't, but we were left at a certain point in our lives, no matter what what point that is, where we have so much that we're still trying to figure out. We're still trying to know. And as I mentioned, um, when we talked before, it doesn't have to be even the deep knowingness. It literally could be like, where are my keys? Or, you know, how do I make money? Or what should I be when I grow up? And I, we've, you know, many of us have heard the story about Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. And at the at the end of the movie, Glenda the Good Witch, which I was for Halloween this year, she said, you know, it's been within, it's within you. You've had it with you all along. And I'm not like going to sit here and say like, oh, I've been walking this path my whole entire life because I have been just like everybody else, always looking and seeking, always looking and seeking. I'm a seeker of knowledge and information. That is that is probably a big title that will sit on my, you know, my tombstone. But at the same time, I figured out how to actually access the most valuable resource, and that was the within. And um, and and so we can talk about that. And I mean, what a lot of people talk about meditation, and it definitely is a practice. Meditation for me, I I don't do it every single day. I definitely need. To, want to make intention of, of making that a daily habit. But when I have had, and for me, sitting there in silence can be, it's like a struggle. And so for me, there, I know there's power in a moving meditation, walking in nature. And, and I've got an inspired thought literally out walking my dog with no noise, no music, no podcast, nothing. And that's when inspiration comes. So maybe you could talk about meditation, but then other ways of going within or yeah. tapping into that infinite knowledge. Okay. Yes. Okay. So first off confession, um, I was the girl who, yes, I, I read all the information. I got everybody's, you know, you know, message, you know, if you want to be successful, do all of these things. And meditation was one of them. And I would sit there in the morning and I'd set a timer. I said, set a timer for four minutes because to sit still, was just not my thing. I would warn everybody. I said, listen, if you want me to go to something or you want me to do something, like I cannot sit still. So if you see me step up and walk in the back of the room, just know I'm not trying to be rude. It's just who I am. So I get it. The whole concept of, you know, how do you sit still and be still? And so I'll tell you about that. And then I love the concept of moving meditation. The being that I have done now both because I'm a yogi. So yogi, we're all about meditation through movement and, and just get, you know, going within. There is some component that I was never able to get to until now doing what I do now. So I, I'll talk about both of those. Does that sound good? Okay. So for everybody out there, if you've, if you're like, you know, Heather and I, where we're both sitting there saying like, we got to figure out how to do this because we hear it's so wonderful. Um, the first thing I would say to everybody is just give yourself that big, huge exhale and say, listen, I'm just going to just 
do what I can and never, ever, ever put the pressure. My meditation this morning was literally removing the negative talk to myself, right? That, that judgment, that self-judgment is the most, most judgmental um, part of who you are. You're judgmental of yourself. So you got to let that go. Okay. So that's that. The next part is, is it's the movement meditation is really good because yes, it does, you know, shut off all the, all the devices in our lives, all the external things, all the Google worlds, all the wonderful audiobooks and all of that. And just allow your thoughts to flow. And, and that's wonderful. And it is great and wonderful insights. Yes. Like you said, they come and they come and they come. Um, Sometimes though we're still we're still connected. We're, our, our eyes are still open. There's still information. We're still in action. Our bodies are still uh, moving through things, and it's not allowing us the creativeness that happens when our eyes are shut. And if I were just as a thought just pops up, it's like as a blind person, your senses become more in tune. And there's a lot more that happens that just can't happen with eyes wide open and movement and a lot of other things that happen. So, okay. Um, If you have any questions, just pause and ask me along the way. Through the meditation, which is the stillness meditation, and even in that, there's still movement. And I can tell you a little bit more about what actually happens and what I would encourage everybody to do. Um, But through that type of meditation, you're really kind of, you're sometimes, so for me, I'll just say what I experience is I experience an opportunity where I'll, I use the term Curious George and Curious George was a little book, was a book that I grew up in, grew up with. And I guess a lot of people still know what it is, but it's just being in that moment of being curious and just kind of paying attention to what actually is happening. What's, what's really happening to the body? Where are the thoughts going? A lot of people think that meditation is all about this, like shutting it all down. And that's what I thought. And if that is the way it's supposed to be, I will just say, man, I, I haven't needed to get there because the stuff that has happened all came through uh, a lot of different things that are showing up. And I just pay attention to what is showing up, the thoughts that are showing up, the sensations that are showing up, um, the ideas that are showing up, all of it. Um, and, and even experiencing some things that have healed an enormous amount of my life that were, um, I want to say, almost, almost like a like a movie reel playing in front of me, where I was experiencing different things. I have felt sensations um, in my body that gave me an opportunity to um, to really go back and heal some big things. And when I say sensations, I have felt myself holding things in my hands. I have felt myself. Um, there's a lot of movement. So going to the movement, I encourage everybody, like, don't feel like you need to just sit there, you know, in some type of lotus position, hands, you know, cross, you know, on your lap or whatever. I do that. I don't know if it makes a difference or doesn't make a difference. I just want people just to get somewhere where you can feel comfortable. But through all of it, my body moves. And I mean, like, I feel like an ocean wave. And I think the reason why it does is because I have given in to the fact that we are energy and that energy is is in constant movement and I allow the movement to do its thing. And that to me is something that I think a lot of us, um, when we attempt to step into meditation, we want to be in control. And so we're not allowing 
um, the fluidness of it all. Like if you just visualize us as if we are just water and water has to move. And if it doesn't move, it pretty much will get around to what it needs to get around to um, in one way or another. So um, allowing movement to happen allows things to get through and to you a lot easier than it is for you to sit there and, you know, hold into resistance as if you have to sit still. So I talked a little bit, but I don't know if I, I haven't yet explained how I do it, but you go ahead and let me know. I think important things that you've touched on is, and I think it's a societal norm, a conditioning that we are conditioned to be human doings and we're always busy doing. And and I absolutely despise the term hustle and grind because mm-hmm. what I follow in spirituality, of course, in miracles and other things, it's about we are human beings. We are mm-hmm. meant to be. The struggle is not real. The struggle is a choice. And that mm-hmm. when you can get in the silence and in the meditation, and as you stated, allow, mm-hmm. life is, it's, it can be effortless. When you allow, when you let go of the resistance of the doing, then it all, it just flows so naturally. Yes. Yes. Can I add something here? Um, only because I have a house full of people. I have a husband and I have, I have kids and grandkids and everybody and, and I have a, lots and lots of friends. And anytime we've talked about this whole concept of meditation, I just want to share a little bit of kind of what I see um, in their response and reactions, because I think that for people like you and I who have an understanding of this beingness, of this um, allowing flow and allowing the sensations to happen in the body, it's great. But for, for a lot of people, they're just not there. And I think that what Heather is doing through your whole uh, message really has to do with this mindset. And there are people who have this absolute dead set mindset that, you know, that they were born with pentons and, you know, they, you know, life just sucks and that, um, you know, it's just this way and there's nothing that they can do and all, you know, everything and always and nevers are a big part of their vocabulary. And when when that happens is you have to first get to that level and being able to say, like, I have to help people to get to the level where they can, you know, literally like pour water over that, rinse, rinse that stuff out and, and let it go um, so that people can get to a point where they truly believe that there is something that they could do about their lives. And that is what is the biggest challenge. And so for me, one of the things that I love to talk about is, you know, pick And that's the one thing we have to do. We only have to choose, right? We have to pick. Do you want to stay there? Do you like that place? Is that the place that brings you absolute everything that you want? Or do you want to choose something else? And in that is like, I just asked, make a choice. Do you want to stay or do you want to change? And when people say they want to change, Right, we have to ask that over and over and over again. It's not a one and done. Never, nothing we do is one and done. Like you said, meditation is a practice. You know, exercise is a practice. You know, getting through every day is a practice. Right? You know, marriage, relationships, friends, all of it. Right? Everything is is not a one and done. And so, it's asking yourself on a daily basis. You know, choose. You know, what do I choose? And one of the things that I do love about meditation 
is it's my opportunity and everyone's opportunity to say, I choose to pause. I choose to see. I choose to hear. I choose to uncover. I choose to find out. And a lot of times, to be honest, not every meditation for me is some happy, you know, trail of, you know, juicy, yummy, you know, goodness. Sometimes I'm in full on tears um, and blubbering. But what I would encourage everybody, if I ever, you know, have an opportunity, I don't know in this, obviously not in this, but to explain what the process is, it's like, I figured out there is the yin and the yang because every good is something, you know, there's something that's on the other side. But if we, it's like you flip it and I say, everything that has a difficulty to it at all literally has something great. And we all want to live in that greatness and that feeling of, you know, everything is wonderful. But what we have to get to is this detachment from worrying about being happy all the time because it's okay. It's okay for those moments of difficulty because it's okay because it flips and you're right there in that moment of in the joy. And so choosing the joy, choosing, just like I said, just a a choice to make something different happen in your life um, is is where everything starts. Well, that is... I believe, and you said it spot on, it's the power of choice. And I've heard this multiple times because those people, a lot of people are sitting in victimhood that everything Mm -hmm. is happening to them and and they have no choice and they have no power and why call bullshit. But what I've heard people say is I don't have time to meditate. And I love the response that I've heard is when people say, I don't have five minutes to meditate. Their response is, well, then you should meditate for an hour. (laughs) yeah yeah and and that's that's a I want to say that's an elevated view vantage point view and in life I, I used to talk about this all the time in all of my trainings is we walk through life um almost like we're going up the steps of a big high-rise building and we all enter in, into the lobby and as we experience things in life we get to go up a, a level and another you know you know, level and another level. And when we get to a certain place, obviously we see so much more than, you know, than we did when we were standing in the lobby. And so that's an elevated view. Um, but to somebody who is that person says, I don't have five minutes. I say, I get it. I totally get it. But let me ask you a question. How much time does it take you to close your eyes? How much time? Or how much time are you spending being miserable? Well, even just say, it's like some people just need to go. It's like everything is, I stair step everything to everybody because it's just a matter of, can I do that? Can I close my eyes? Well, of course you can close your eyes. So close your eyes. Okay, great. Now, can you just keep them closed? Count to 10. Just keep them closed for 10 seconds. Can you do that? Awesome. Great. You're done for the day. You're done. No more, no less, just you're done. Stereotyping people to the things where it's like, it's, it's you're building competence in anything that you're going to do. And all of that to me always starts with this knowledge. I, I have a thing that I call your gathering evidence. Can I do this? Well, okay, what are the steps that need to happen in order for me to do this? Well, closing the eyes is one of them. 
having this knowledge of all the different steps that it takes to getting somewhere, that's what gets people moving in the, in the right direction. Well, and I love, I love that analogy that you use. And I actually, I heard it this morning. I was listening to Motiversity on YouTube. I love them, but I think it was Will Smith talking. And if you want that, that brick building, you have to lay one brick at a time. So your example, 10 seconds, that is great. And slowly build upon 10 mm-hmm. seconds because I believe why most people fail or get to overwhelm is they think, oh, I have to sit and meditate for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Start with 10 yeah. seconds and build up. Yeah. And just to that in itself, I'll, I'll just share this with you is when I first started, I gave myself this four minutes. I told you it was four minutes and I antsy pantsied myself through those entire four minutes for years. I antsy pantsied myself for, for four minutes, but one day I made a decision to do something else. And in, in addition to that, I said, you know what, let me just give this meditation thing a try and I'll just do it a little bit different than I've done it before. When I came out of it, it was 45 minutes later. Dang. And I jumped out of that like a kid in a candy store on Disney's Main Street. I was so excited. I said, oh my God, I want to do that again. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we all have to get to. We don't want to do anything that we can't stand. But when you can get there and you get to a place and you can do it in a way that allows you to get excited about it, you're just going to keep doing it again and again. And that's why people who do meditate... They do it again and again because of what they're getting out of it. And there's nothing else. There's nothing else that I've ever done in my life that gives me what it gives me. So that's that's why I do it. There's something else I really want to touch on. And we kind of started it in the beginning, but it's that answers are found within. And so how do you get to a point where I I believe and answers come in? One thing that's... I've learned is letting go of the how, because we think we're going to get answers in one way or results will come in one way. But how do you ask and allow so you can receive in whatever avenue you're meant to? Okay. Um, I'm going to talk fast because I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but this is the number one thing because every single person out there in the world has a desire. And the problem is, is some people don't even know how to formulate what that desire is. And for me personally, I think every single desire that I would think, think about, I would trickle it down and say, so say, for example, I'd say, you know, I want a million dollars. And then I go, but not from a life insurance policy. I don't want anything to happen to my husband or my kids or my mother or my dad. You know, it's like, so we like, you know, so that's the how, right? It's in the how. It's like, we're, we're, we're also giving information to the how we don't want it and how, and then maybe like, how do we want it? But the thing that I would just say, just and so I'll just kind of go back to this, is in the meditation, the ask and you shall receive, the magic genie that exists in, in, in whatever you know, world, the, the God that you know, people believe in, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The thing that I want everybody first to know is I uncovered a truth, and I, and I always say this to everybody, know your truth. Your truth is only your truth to you. There is, it's not a truth. It's not a universal truth. It's a truth to you. And for me, the truth that came to me was, I am not asking from one source that only has one big, huge unit of things to give. I am asking from what was already given to me. Like, it's my warehouse. It's my, it's my storage unit. It's nobody else's storage unit. I'm not taking from one person or another. I don't have to have guilt over my ask. None of that. This is my storage unit. 
and I have the key. And every single time I want to ask for something, I, I just need to open and access the storage unit. And it's not where the starving children in another country or the battered woman down the street, um, you know, who's looking for love or, you know, whatever it is, it's like, or I'm looking for love and the poor woman down the street is like being beaten. How dare me ask, you know, to meet somebody, right? Whatever it is, you're just taking from you. And so that's the truth that came to me. And so there is no, no limit to what I can ask for. And like you said before, in the how, how, you know, how is it going to come to me? Sometimes it's just, you know, it's just, and, and I don't want to like take it away from everybody or take away everybody's will in their life pursuit. Meaning like, don't just sit there and wish for something and then just wait around for it to just land in your lap. Um, I ask for show me. I do a lot of show me's. I do a lot of asks. I do a lot of, you know, help me to figure this out. I say, and I told you I asked for money. I said, listen, I need some money to come in. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to come in, but I definitely need money to come in. And I said, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make that happen. Right. And so that was my ask. And that was me putting forth my energies. And I know I told you this, you know, like a day later, I get this check for almost $2,000 from that happened to be a rebate back from my homeowner's insurance. And I go, heck yeah, that was really nice. And then a few days later, I get another check for $400. And I was like, okay, that was great. Then the next day, or the next, actually, the day that I got the check, I, I got a, I got a client who, you know, you know, who hired me for $10,000. And I, I say most people don't ask for what they want often enough. Yeah. And because guess what? They won't close their eyes. They won't pause. They won't get still. They just don't have time, but yet they want so much. And if, if, and we, you, you've heard this being said, I'm not, I don't listen to a whole lot of pe people who say these types of things. I spend all my time reading all kinds of other stuff, but for me, I know it exists. And that is people say, you know, if you were told that spend 15 minutes every day, just getting still and, you know, being receiving and you'll have everything you've ever wanted, wouldn't you do that? Who and wouldn't do that? Right? Would you do that? But but that's that that's that choice, and yeah. people have to make the choice. But again, it's people don't believe in it, so therefore it doesn't happen. Or they attempted it, or tried it, or whatever. Again, it's not a one and done anything. Nothing is a one and done, and so it's just I I I put it out to your community. You know, don't give up. You know, I'm glad I kept trying. I'm glad I kept, you know, putting myself in a position where I could like get still. Um, one bit of advice that I did for myself that maybe will help everybody else is I said, I'm not going to look for somewhere that's silent and quiet. I just am going to let the noise do what the noise needs to do and allow it to be part of what's flowing around me because that took me out of the control in the driver's seat and allowed the energy to just do what it needed to do. You know what I love about something you just said, because I've never heard that perspective. I've heard it kind of in other ways, but you said it so clear is that when you ask, you're not taking from somebody else. When you're asking, that's your own personal vault storage, you know, whatever it may be. And it's already there. So whatever we do, it's already there. We just have to ask. And I, I love that. That was such a great visual and reminder that 
I'm not taking from somebody else. It's already mine. Yeah, it is. It's, and that gives, I'm like, I've got goosebumps from head to toe. It is the greatest truth um, because I live in guilt. Like a lot of us do. We live in guilt. You know, I've, I've my tombstone, my official tombstone, which I I realized I'm not even getting buried. I'm going to be cremated, but somewhere in my eulogy, it will be here lies Sherry. She gave it all away. Um, I am more of a giver than I am a taker and it's hard for me to receive. And so once I realized for myself, it was like, oh, wait a second, girlfriend, this is your storage unit. Oh my gosh. And it is busting. It is like, I don't know if you, if you live in Colorado, you'll see, we have like storage units going up as fast as apartment buildings are going up, but we like own the whole thing. Like, you know, like every unit has so much in it and it's just a matter of us tapping into it. Yes. Okay. So question for you. Um, what is a key takeaway you want listeners to get from this conversation? You're worth it. You're worth it. Um, you're worth the minutes. You're worth the time. You're worth the day. You're worth it all. Um, another is, is whatever is doesn't have to be. Mm. And it's nothing is forever. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, I do this constant thing in my life where I said the sun will come out tomorrow and no matter what today is um, you better be ready for tomorrow because you know if we're lucky we get to rise again so yes okay so I have a few rapid fire questions for you to wrap up this interview okay the the first one being what is a quote or motto that you live by Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a book that just got released, but I have lived by it my entire life. Um, I think I'm older than the author of this book, but it is Everything is Figureoutable is right. the title of the book. Yep. And I would highly recommend it to everybody. Um, and no matter what crappy situation, no matter what victim mode you want to put yourself into, because you will, um, and you're going to sit there in resistance and go, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, I'm just going to say this chick has pulled herself and figured shit out my whole entire life. And I want everybody else to do the same. And I did never say everything. I was like, don't worry. I will figure it out. That's what I was like. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. No, nobody's no, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. So I'm, I'm sometimes called Google in my house. So I'll figure it out. Uh, that book is by Marie Forleo. I read it as well. And she's somebody I followed for years and she's so peppy and energetic. And I actually just saw her speak live last weekend. Love Marie. And I, I agree. Um, even if you don't read the book, literally the premise is everything is figureoutable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Second question for you. Um, what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend aside from ah. that? <laughs> Okay. Well, first off, I have been spending the last uh, three weeks putting together what I call the brilliant things list. And on that list, um, there are some books. Um, and one of them, well, it just depends. It depends on what people are, are interested in. But I think um, Brendan Burchard's book, which I resisted, I owned for a very long time, uh, which is The High Performance Habits of Highly Successful People. It just depends on if somebody's driven and, and trying to pursue things. Um, there was actually a book called The Girl Code, and I really enjoyed that. And that one, um, and I can never remember how to say her name, but um, it'll be on the list. But anyway, uh, I, if everything is figureoutable is on the list as well. There's actually a book that was called, it's called um, How to Improve Your Marriage Without Talking About It. 
And I read that book and I said, oh my gosh, every single male, female, right? So every single person on the planet needs to read this book because it was an insight and and, um, information about who we are as women and who we are as men and the stupid expectations that we have and why we fail. (laughs) So those are some of them. Many tidbits. Okay. (laughs) Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? (sighs) Advice I would give. How about, can I just tell her something? Cause I tell, I, by the way, this is something we do in meditation. I do in meditation. And it's like, damn, you're awesome. That's what I tell her. I actually tell her that. And I, and the reason I tell her that is because, boy, like I said before, you know, we are so critical of ourselves and I just want us to be proud of who we are. And if we are, um, we can just keep, keep going. So that's what I would tell her. I love that. It's a fabulous note to end on. Sherry, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your insight. Well, I have loved this, Heather. Thank you so much. And I just, I I think what you're doing again, like I said, mindset, it starts there. So that's what we have to fix. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content. And my website, heatherhakes.com. I'll catch you on the next episode.